I'm sales team turnaround specialist, Jeremy DeMerchant. And each week I bring sales leaders like you, experts and insights that will help you level up your leadership, motivate like a master, and ultimately crush your comp plan. If it's time to raise the bar on your team's performance, then it's time for Sales Team Rescue. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Sales Team Rescue. I am your host, Jeremy DeMerchant. And today, folks, I've got another special guest. So before I uh, introduce my guest, I do want to say be sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and all those great stations where you will hear this episode and uh, previous episodes and, of course, future episodes as well. Um, now, my special guest, Danny Temerez, is committed to revolutionizing the way high-achieving millennial women see themselves and how they show up in this world by helping them awaken their warrior spirit. Now, Danny, I want to hear a little bit more about you because your background is a little bit your background is not, but actually where you're at right now in the business you're starting is a little bit different than most guests, but I asked you on here for a very specific reason. So before we get into that, tell me about you, tell the world who you are, how you roll, and the awesomeness that you have going on. Thank you, Jeremy. I'm super excited to be here. So I originally started in sales, and I still believe I do sales every day, which is why I believe I'm here on this show today. So uh, today I work for um, one of the greatest uh, SaaS companies in the Bay Area. And uh, I'm actually managing our enterprise customers to help them adopt their software. Well, um, this doesn't necessarily sound like sales directly, though I do sales every day, the, the way how I think about that. And um, in, in my opinion, regardless of if we are in, in an official account executive role or not, we sell every day. Because if we want to convince somebody to do anything, we're actually selling. Or if we are starting our own business and we want to serve our customers, we need to sell. So for, to me, sales is one of the most exciting skills that you can build, but also one of the skills that can really um, uh, make or break your business, uh, depending on where you find yourselves in. And it's something that everybody should honestly look into or even just give it a try, right? It might not be the thing that um, you might be destined to do, but I think it's definitely worth trying. And so how I kind of got into it is that uh, even when I was in my early college years, I got inspired by some of the great sales leaders who were demonstrating those great qualities that a good salesperson has, which is um, empathy, listening, but also leadership, confidence. And as I continue in my career, right, I started working more and more with customers. And eventually, I found myself in the customer success focused role. So for those who are not in the SaaS per se, what that means is that my role is to work with the customer to help them achieve the objectives they had at the beginning for why they bought the software at the beginning, right? And in the SaaS business, you need to renew or retain the customer's business every year, year over year. So you need to prove yourself year over year uh, and deliver value. So, so my role is to make sure that they hit those objectives, that we help them uh, grow and um, that we continuously Deliver, deliver value, as I said. And now, how does that tie to you know, my work as a coach and how I want to empower women? So, and you heard that in the, in the intro, I want to help women, and not only women, but almost, almost kind of anybody who is interested in that and this notion to awaken their warrior spirit. And that's also how I think of myself as a, as a warrior. But um, 
you know, being a woman and growing up in the Czech Republic now, living in the States, um, I've seen so many times women who play small, who doubt themselves and um, maybe who will give up on their dreams. And to me, this is this is really uh, making me quite angry, to be <laughs> to be honest. And um, women have so much to give. And uh, I know I've gone through different challenges in life and I needed to kind of overcome many of those challenges to become true to who I am and to um, rise up also to, to my own um, potential. And uh, that's why I'm, I'm so committed to helping other women uh, rise up and believe in themselves. Because when, when you do and um, you start seeing the greatness within you, you can really do great things. I love it. I love it. And would you say... That's so let me back up. I, I've I found with a lot of people that, that confidence, that self-belief is something that doesn't come easily. Like there's been like life happens, right? And we, we beat ourselves up. And sometimes it just takes that one person. I don't know who said this, but someone once quoted in a book, I think, um, I'll believe in you and uh, I'll believe in you enough for both of us. And it's like having that mentor, that one person to believe in you, to, to show you that, yeah, you know what, you you are as good or better than you think you are. And it just takes that extra person. So I think what you're doing is phenomenal. Um, and and I want to give a, like a shout out to the podcast, guys. If you're watching live uh, on Headspace TV or on my profile, you'll see the domain going across the bottom of the screen. It is the Fearless Warrior podcast. And you can go to daniellaterrez.com forward slash podcast, or just go to the main page and click on the podcast button to uh, check that out. I'm happy to say that I have been a guest on the podcast and it's awesome. Uh, so, and, and I think we want to raise as much awareness as we can to what you do. But I, I think that the reason why you're creating such an impact in your business is because of the roles you've had in the sales roles, because it, it's all about influence, right? You need to, like I said, you, you're selling every day. And sometimes, and I think some of the greatest mentorship is you selling somebody on themselves, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I like that, that last sentence, what you said, uh, you're selling somebody on themselves. Well, um, there, there are a few things I say. I say to be or achieve anything, you first need to accept who you are. You need to accept yourself, right? And that means being able to look at yourself and also accept the things you maybe don't like, right? So I'm a recovering perfectionist. So this is like very true to me, right? And this was very hard for me to accept some of those things. But um uh, you know, when we talk about influence, uh, so yes, so this is definitely true, right? We're influencing people's decisions and uh, and it is a true skill to to be able to do that. And I believe others, you know, or anybody can can learn that. And, and to me, maybe to, to give you maybe some specifics, if you always can talk about the why, why this matters, and not just why this matters to you, but why this ma- matters to the other person you're speaking to, then you'll be able to communicate a lot more powerfully. And now um, in regards to the personal transformation or why we need to kind of maybe convince ourselves about certain things, or I don't want to sell ourselves on things because I've done that. And I convinced myself of things that maybe weren't even good for me of being the salesperson, right? When uh, you need to distinguish between the truth and between rationalizing. I think sometimes we as humans, we like to rationalize our decisions. And that's really when we just get too much in our head. Yeah. So, um, I think um, you know, sales sales is one of the greatest skills that you can develop. And honestly, uh, I think it is because of my 
continuous pursuit to push myself to go outside of my comfort zone, which sales is all about, mm -hmm. which has helped me to develop you know, many great skills, right? Um, and, and if you break it down, right, sales is about communication. Sales is about confidence, but that doesn't just, you know, you are not born confident. You need to build that skill. It's a craft, right? Mm -hmm. Confidence comes with competence. So, mm -hmm. uh, so that's, you know, how, how it starts initially. And of course, if other people believe in you or they give you that extra encouragement, that's great. That's very helpful, but you need to know you've earned it, right? Like to me also, it wouldn't matter as much what other people said or yes, like it's nice when other people tell you, oh, you're doing great. But if I don't know that I'm doing my best or I know I'm not giving it my best, okay. I don't think of it as a, as a success to an extent, right? Mm -hmm. So, and maybe then we can talk about like the standards of excellence or different, <laughs> we each have like different standards, right? Or how we look at ourselves or life. But uh, yeah, sales is definitely great. So I'm very grateful for all the things that it has taught me. Awesome. And I love that, right? It's, you know, there's lots of people that talk about how if you get yourself into something like, I, mean, I know we're not talking about network marketing, but like getting around like-minded people and, and giving yourself that training on how to enthusiastically um, share something with somebody. That in a, as, just as a skill is phenomenal. So, uh, but now I want to go back to your role in the world of client success or customer success. Because one thing that I, uh, I I talk about in the sales process, like there's the enrollment process, but after enrollment, there's the process, the level that I call ex execution. And that means you've got to deliver. And delivery mm -hmm. doesn't stop at, here's my product, thanks. Especially <laughs> where you're living in the SaaS space, right? Because you've, you've worked with uh, some some major startups, some, some major companies, um, and your current company now is a phenomenal company as well. But... I want to make sure that the people watching don't think, hey, sales team rescue, aren't you just supposed to be talking about sales teams? Because the reality is the work that the sales team does, the sales team in the air quotes here, um, is all for naught if there's not some kind of support on the other side. And on the support side of things, you're always reselling. It's not even just at the renewal, right? Because you know there's always competition. There's always options that people can go and check out. And and I think that's super important. So I'm glad you're here to talk about that. So tell me a little bit about how you feel that your, your past sales career has influenced your, your great success that you've had in this role now. Thank you. Yeah, great, great question. And uh, you're absolutely right. Like if you wait until the renewal time to um, secure the business or, you know, to show the customer that you care, you've all... You, well, I wanted to say you kind of already lost the battle there. Like, sure, the customer may not churn or not in 99%, but you do need to show up for the customer, right? <laughs> uh, especially in this world where it's so easy to rip and, uh, replace, right? Uh, find other solutions out there. And there is a big competition, right? So SaaS is extremely competitive. And I would say this also applies in B2C. I know you work with a lot of entrepreneurs, right? Small businesses. You may not be in SaaS and that's fine, but you need to have a mindset. There are many other coaches out there, many other trainers and other similar providers. Like why should they stay with you, right? And then um, oftentimes that can be because of the great um, relationship or the service that you provide. But if we just now for the moment center on customer success in the SaaS business. So um, of course, so let's say, let me give you some examples, right? So let's say somebody buys our software. Well, first we actually need to help them uh, implement it, right? And implement it in a way that makes sense, that sets them up for success, right? Mm -hmm. So sometimes customers have an idea of how 
they should run it. And and yet we need to, you know, be still in a very much of a driver's seat. And coursework were needed because we implemented or or we help many customers implement our software. And we know what works and what doesn't. And of course, we need to adjust for every customer situation. But we're in the driver's seat, and um, um, we need to every we need to do everything we can to make sure this goes successfully long term, right? So that means they are happy, they achieve their goals, and also we secure a business, they renew next year and and ideally, right, expand and, and we continue. So how I leverage my sales experience is A, it's in terms of, um, well, first of all, when I do the initial discoveries uh, post sales. So let's imagine we signed a deal and now we're getting more into the details of what is important to them and getting to know their organization and diving deeper on how this fits into their existing workflows. So doing the discovery, something you do in sales all the time, being empathetic, listening, asking the right questions, peeling the onion, but then also getting the buy-in. Because oftentimes implementation is a lot about them taking specific actions to actually implement the software. And without that, it's not gonna happen. I cannot do the work for them. So every action that I need them to take that's me asking for buy-in. That's me um, influencing them. And when they're not taking that action, I need to, again, go back to the initial goals and tell them, remember, when we spoke about this and that, is this still important? Is this still your key objective? Yes, okay. So um, what are we missing? We're, we don't seem to be getting much traction here. Uh, what can we do differently? How can I support you better? Right. So. Um, it is driving that influence at every step of the way, and again, being in the driver's seat because uh, even though you know the customer, or uh, there's a saying, right? Customer is always right, and we need to <laughs> kind of um, manage that relationship very well. Still, mm-hmm. I am the person who's driving this forward, right? And I need to realize that um, uh, regardless of how opinionated, opinionated or not that customer is, it is my role to bring them to the finish line or to make them successful right so that there's also a leadership component in there yeah and i i want to dig into that so one of the the things that you just said though and i think a lot of people take this for granted you say that you're in the driver's seat right now i know there's lots of people companies no one in particular but like you know that will make the sale and then like it's not my fault they're not using it right and and that's very common, especially in the online marketing space. There's lots of courses, and again, not you know, not picking anybody specific, but there's ways that we can own that and implement systems or support to maximize. I mean, you're not going to get everybody, but um, if you if you have a model where you've got recurring income, so whether it's the coaching space or consulting space, or I mean, the SaaS space is a really easy example because they're recurring income. But if you can implement that support side, and maybe support's not the right word, but that customer success side, like I love that language, then, and you can own it, then that's going to enhance your results significantly. And then you get more testimonials, you get more case studies, you get more feedback to make things even better. And even on the sales side, the front end, I think a lot of the times sales people will say, I, I couldn't convince them. And I think that there's a shift that needs to happen from convincing to demonstrating. How do I solve, how do we solve the problem? I, in my opinion, whether you're on the sales side or the the customer uh, success side, I got to quit saying support. I don't like the word support. 
the customer success side, uh, there's an ownership piece. And you, the time that you've got with your with your client or your prospect, if you blow that shot to show them how much better you can make their life or make their business, like we as sales professionals, we need to, we need to own that. And I like what you said um, that, and I don't know what you said this earlier or in the previous conversation we had, but you're basically reselling every single time you meet with somebody new and even all the recurring meetings, right? Because your, your ability to help them implement all the things that they were promised on the sales side is vital to them staying a customer. Like you, you probably generate more revenue long-term than technically that first sale can really claim responsibility for hopefully your, your sales team doesn't reject uh, uh, <laughs> But, but right, like the retention is so vital. It's so much cheaper to get more money from an existing client, right? Upsells and, but just renewals even. So like, let's, let's dig into that a little bit because I, I think that there's an ownership piece that a lot of people miss. And I think you're giving a perfect example of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, um, if you say it's not my fault, the customer is not using the product well, um, yeah. you may lose a lot of customers this yeah. way, you know, or you may go out of business very soon. So, of course, you know, this is depending on your business model. So if you're a subscription-driven business, like many um, companies in the SaaS business, then you, you got to care about that, right? Because if they're not using the software, it can be for, or the product, it can be for a number of different reasons. A, um, you know, it's cumbersome, the UI may, may be, you know, difficult, or they just don't see the value, or just... You know, they, they didn't really have that partnership with you to to make that work, right? And then they will go somewhere else where they might have that additional support, or um, or or you know, maybe even the, the software can be better anyway. But what I'm trying to say is that it is your responsibility to make your customers successful because at the end you're trying to prove them that you can help them deliver on um, the reasons why they bought the product in the first place, right? They had some problems. Did you solve the problem? If you're not using it, then you're probably not solving the problem, right? And that's, this is the basis of sales. Yeah. So yes, you're reselling at every interaction that you have with your customer. And it doesn't have to be a new person that you meet. You're constantly reselling even to your existing stakeholders that you're in touch with every day. But, um, uh, you know, and, and this doesn't have to you know feel salesy. You're building the relationship, right? Sales is not about necessarily convincing people like there's this convincing aspect me at the beginning but then they get on board and they're like okay fine let's let's get to work and then we we do the work right but um it's much subtle right see that's why when a lot of people think about sales as something iffy or you know sleazy you know i don't think of it that way because that's not how i do sales right i build relationships i care about the people right i listen to what they are trying to tell me right and also look for the uh, maybe uh, underlying themes or things um, between the lines, right? That, that's like the next level. But um, uh, at the end, it goes back to empathy, right? You're, you're not just selling to get the dollars in, to get the money, but you want to build a company. And how do you build a company? Well, you, first you uh, need to build relationships. You need to provide value. You need to solve the problems. And the bigger problems you can solve, then the, the bigger business you can build. Absolutely. That, so So if you could... If you could share, let's say, two or three tips. So let's just say that someone's watching who's got a sales team but hasn't put any emphasis on that customer success side yet. Mm-hmm. What are two or three tips or keys or pillars that that you feel somebody needs to consider 
when they're putting some kind of customer success role or coverage in place? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, great question. So I would um, ask you to think about how do you segment your customers, right? Because even today, right, we segment our customers into multiple different tiers. And even how any how any SaaS business starts is usually as a self-serve business, right? Because you, you don't have the people to provide this one-on-one interaction or a dedicated account manager or CSM. So at the beginning, if your team is small, think about it. How can I support my customers at large at scale? So today, with the access to so many technologies out there, there are ways how you can um, support uh, your customers better um, by providing them best practices on how um, they can leverage your software, or your, your product better. Uh, but even, you know, how it was intended to be used, right? So starting with resources, help articles, or or even just creating um, um, an email sequence, right? Which is very simple. And oftentimes you see that a lot in, in B2C, but you need to get even more prescriptive the more specific you get or the bigger that your business gets, uh, et cetera. But I would say, think about what are the best ways for you to support your customers at scale and then start with, um, you know, maybe three simple actions, right? Um, it's always about 80-20, right? What is the uh, 20% of actions that will give me the 80% of the results that I need, uh, right. right? The Pareto principle. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, so that would be one, how I can support my customers at scale and then make sure that you talk to customers, right? So you may not have customer success team yet, but identify, A, yes, you could go out and talk to some of your biggest customers, but also um, I would say select customers across the different tiers so that you get a sense from um, you know, the different groups and, and talk to them about their experience, their feedback, um, not necessarily in terms of you know, now starting to like collect all the, let's say, feature requests, which is what often ha- what often happens in SaaS, right. but to really get a sense of where do they stand, right, uh, uh, and um, and how do they even feel of continuing um, with this partnership long term? Mm-hmm. So those would be some of the first uh, uh, things I would think about, and then um, the third one would be okay if you do have the budget, um, you know, consider hiring. And, and sorry for the background noise if you hear something right now (laughs) yeah so so those would be some of the few things at the end um you you need to know why your customers are in the business with you right Mm -hmm. well and then these uh the reasons why may change throughout the customer life cycle journey so the reasons why they bought may be different for why they renewed next year because also their business changes so it's important to, to um, always, you know, or maybe even like monthly or quarterly, like check in with them and see, okay, are these still true? Has anything changed? Because as you know, also with many enterprise organizations, there's a lot of reorganizations that happen, new leadership comes in, or big, you know, global crises happen and companies need to pivot, right? And um, also like what, what I notice a lot with some of the biggest customers that I work with, right? They need to be so quick in adapting to the changes in the market and especially for them to gain market share, right? So if you're ready to um, go fast and implement new things and you need to be able to move at their pace to keep working with them. And if you are not, well, you're at risk of, of losing that business you worked so hard for um, a- acquiring at the very beginning. So then 
the whole organization is selling because, right, it starts with the A at the beginning, but then it's a combination of customer success, product, maybe sometimes even engineering as you're trying to really bridge the product gaps, mm -hmm. make sure you retain that customer. So it's a, a whole team or company effort. Awesome, awesome. So I think the, the, the key piece here is one, if for our listeners and viewers, if you're not thinking about customer success, you need to be. Because uh, I mean, in this, there, there's, there's obviously the SaaS space, which is almost all subscription model. There's a lot of other things that are happening now that are not SaaS based, but they're still subscription models. Memberships are a big thing. Recurring revenue is a huge thing. Um, and it's great for a business. But the key piece, even if you don't have a recurring revenue model in your business, I want to encourage you to, to focus on creating this customer success, whether it's a role or you know people that have other roles, just own that responsibility. But it's got to be a piece in there because one, it's a lot easier to generate more revenue from an existing client than going out and getting a new one. And two, your greatest resource of referral of, of business and referral business are your existing customers that are super happy. So create those. But I think I think that's awesome. So thank you for sharing all that. I appreciate that. So I want to jump in now to our lightning round. Uh, so <laughs> just a few quick questions, but this is the part where I have a lot of fun with guests and we get to know a little bit more about you. And today I've added in a bonus question to the lightning round that nobody's ever heard me ask before. So that's fun. Uh, but first, the lightning round, the first lightning round question, Danny, is we all know that coffee's for closers. What is your favorite coffee or comparable drink? <laughs> um um, I love tea. Um, I actually stopped drinking coffee a while back uh, as I'm doing a special cleanse. It's actually awesome. Um, but if I was to choose coffee, there's this great place in San Francisco, the Equator Coffee. It's a great coffee you can try. Or, mm -hmm. oh, I'm forgetting the name of the other brand. But um, yeah, um, I drink matcha, green tea, all of that. So. <laughs> nice. I love it. I love it. Now, what is a book or movie that you would recommend to somebody in a sales leader role or a customer success role? Great question. Um, well, on the book that comes to my mind, even though it's not specifically, you know, it doesn't sound very salesy or like that a salesperson would pick this up, but I think in a very impactful book is Daring Greatly by Brené Brown. It's a book I'm reading right now. Uh, it talks a lot about vulnerability Right. And oftentimes when you think of sales, we think of being strong and confident and like, right, uh, <laughs> getting all ready. But if you think about it, even in sales, there are times when you got to be very honest and where maybe you're in competition with other companies who might be better, you know, uh, even maybe on a surface level or on some levels than your company. Still, there might be many different reasons why your company may be a better fit than the other competitor. And you got to be able to have this very honest and maybe even direct conversation with your with your prospect. So I think Daring Greatly by Brenna Brown is an incredible book. I would recommend it to everybody. Awesome. Who is someone that you would consider to be a mentor in your life? Oh, it's definitely Tim Grover. Uh, so Tim Grover has coached uh, athletes like Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant. Uh, I'm very lucky to be in his coaching group, and he's helped me so much in so many ways to build my mental resilience and help me of um yeah rise up to i think the the woman that i know i can be and uh, uh check out his book relentless that would be my recommendation to start there awesome 
Now, I want to think is the most fun question. What is the strangest thing you do in your daily routine to keep you on your game? Hmm, strangest. <laughs> um, well, I do a lot of the things that you would consider um, um, the many successful people would do, right? I, I get up early. I, um, um, I have a dialed-in morning routine. Um, I pray, work out, I read, I juice. Um, strange. Well, I, there, there's a, this is maybe like, yeah, it, it gets on a personal level. I think that the, the funny part about me is that I've got this very special talent of creating new names or nicknames for people or things that I see. And, and, and this is maybe like the, that strange part that you're asking about. So when my husband and I, we, we talk and I notice something that I come up with this new um, phrase or, um, or a nickname, right, that nobody would probably think about, but it's actually very telling for that situation. So, <laughs> Awesome, awesome. Can you give us an example? I'll, I'll keep that in for myself. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> gotcha. All right, and the new question that I'm adding as of now to the lightning round is, what does success look like to you? Great question. Um, I think success is being true to yourself. And uh, and accepting yourself for who you are, but then also having the courage to pursue the things, the goals that you have in your life, no matter the obstacles, what other people tell you. Um, success to me is really being in integrity with with yourself and um, and letting yourself be seen. Mm -hmm. I love that. Amazing, amazing. Well, Danny, thank you so much for joining us on Sales Team Rescue. Folks, I want to give you one more reminder to go and check out the Fearless Warrior podcast. The link is in the description, but also um, you can go to daniellatemrez.com forward slash podcast. It is live on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and everywhere that you find your favorite podcasts, you will find hers and it will soon become your favorite, I am sure. So, Danny, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. Guys, thank you again for checking out this episode of Sales Team Rescue. Be sure to check out past episodes, upcoming episodes, and all the show notes over at salesteamrescue.com. And if you want to book your sales team blueprinting session with yours truly, that link is also at the bottom of the page over at salesteamrescue.com. Danny, once again, thank you so much. Everybody have a great day. And remember, get uncomfortable, get results. Cheers. Thank you for inviting Thanks for joining me. Let's keep the conversation going. You can find more episodes and a link to join our online community over at salesteamrescue.com. If you haven't already, be sure to hit subscribe and give the show a review to help us reach more sales leaders like you. If you'd like our support in creating your own high-performance sales team, book a call with us at salesteamrescue.com. <laughs>